Laudato Jesus Christus, praise be Jesus Christ. This next week we're going to be celebrating Good Shepherd Sunday, so the gospel on that weekend is going to be Christ proclaiming himself as the Good Shepherd. And when I was just at prayer in a, mo- a moment ago, I was filled with an inspiration that I wanted to bring um, right now to a reflection rather than waiting for a homily over this next weekend. And it's about recognizing the voice of Christ, because that's one of the biggest things that comes out in the homily, I mean, I'm sorry, in the gospel on that day what Christ is talking about. The sheep will hear my voice. They know my voice. So the question we can ask ourselves at this time is, do I recognize the voice of Christ in my own mind? Or when I hear someone else, do I know when this voice is coming from God? When it's just coming from the world? When it's coming from my own self, my own flesh, my own fallen humanity? Uh, Or by the devil? Do I recognize the voice of Christ when I hear him speaking to me? It's one of the most important things because we follow our thoughts. And our thoughts are always determined by the external world. So who I'm listening to will always determine how I'm acting. And that's what Christ is really getting at here. The the sheep follow the shepherd, right? So who is your shepherd? Whose voice are you following? I'll just read the gospel. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. So he doesn't have to sneak. The the gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him, because they do not recognize the voice of a stranger. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not recognize, realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said to them, Amen, Amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And that is perhaps the most important um, conclusion to this whole thing is a thief only comes to steal and slaughter and destroy. And there's so many voices that come into our minds about ourselves and about our lives and about God and about our world. They're voices that come to steal our peace, to slaughter our hope, and to destroy us ultimately, our minds, our bodies, our souls. How many people destroy themselves uh, with guilt you know, that's one of the biggest reasons that people get into addictions of alcohol or drugs um, or a behavior that's destroying themselves is because of their thoughts. Because there, there are certain voices they're thinking about that they, they're trying to numb. Uh, Christ says, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So the voice of Christ is always life-giving and fills us with hope and joy and peace and courage in the midst of whatever storms we're going through. 
So one time someone said to me something I've, I've never really forgotten. Um, I showed them an article about uh, pretty much a, a bishop that was calling out major problems. And this individual responded to me, I understand what they're saying and I believe it, but I don't recognize the voice. I don't recognize the voice. And recently, I, I didn't understand that exactly at first when they first told me that, but recently I've really had to cut out a lot of the new services that I used to be listening to about the church and whatever's going on in the world because I recognized that it wasn't the voice of the Holy Spirit. So the devil can always speak to us and give us many truths, um, but he can never give us the voice of the Holy Spirit. So he can tell us facts, but he can't tell us what we're supposed to do, which is really what we're looking for when we're always listening. Like, what is, how is this supposed to affect my life? Um, so it's not enough just to hear what's going on unless it's coming from the Holy Spirit who's going to, to guide us in the midst of that. So the devil's very good at pointing out the chaos and the problems and the trees that we can't eat, eat from, the forbidden fruit. But he's not good at guiding us, obviously, in, in how we are to respond. Because his way is always going to be take control, be rebellious, and become independent. The voice of the Holy Spirit leads us into a deeper state of surrender and of trust. That even here, God is with me. So why is the Holy Spirit the voice? Because Christ is the Word, the Logos, the Word made flesh. He's the eternal word of the, of the Father. So he is truth. But who is the voice of God? It's the Holy Spirit. Right? Christ says, He will take every, the Holy Spirit will take everything that is received from me and he'll share it with you. And so the, the Holy Spirit is the one who communicates the truth of Christ. And the biggest truth of Christ that he always communicates to us is his presence. The voice of the Holy Spirit always takes us deeper into the presence of God right where we're at in the present moment. While the devil, whenever the devil or the world or our own fallen flesh speaks to us, you can usually recognize it because the more you follow it, the more alone you feel and the more confused you'll feel and the more anxious you'll feel. Why? Because you're alone. The worst thing we could ever be as human beings is alone, because then we have to try to take control of our own chaos, which is the antithesis of the gospel. The gospel is the Father knows well what you need, and he will provide it with you, to you, in the time it comes. And you have to trust that. So it usually means waiting, but that's why the devil always comes to us, to speak partial truths so we take control. So... Is the voice I'm listening to in my own mind or on TV or the internet, is it bringing me peace or causing anxiety? Are the shows you're listening to or watching, are they bringing you peace and joy and hope and a deeper love for Christ? Or is it drawing you into yourself and making you feel dirty in a sense? So is it bringing me closer to God or making me feel more abandoned and alone and afraid? and putting them in a state where I have to take control. And you can even feel this in your body, right? What happens to your own body? What happens to your heart 
when you're thinking certain thoughts? Is it making you kind of curl up like a clam? Uh, Or does it lead you to open up in a spirit of surrender? Remember, that's what joy always does to us. When you're joyful, you can laugh because your body's just releasing itself because you don't have to take control. But when we're afraid or we're sad or depressed um, or in despair, what happens are we fall into ourselves and we have no energy. So the voice of the evil one always takes away our energy while the voice of God fills us with a fire to take us out with no fear. So the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So one, that's a, that's a great litmus test for your thoughts. Is what I'm thinking about myself or my situation, is it giving me love in the present moment, joy, a sense of peace and patience and serenity? Um, is it allowing me to be good and to be faithful right now to those around me? Is it making me gentle? You know, one, one sign that we're getting off track perhaps is that we're losing our control, our, our self-control, and we're becoming harsh. That's usually a sign that we're, we're losing control and we're trying to dominate a situation any way, any way we can. But when I feel God's presence with me, that's when I can be gentle. Right? I, can, I can surrender to Him. So Christ's voice always gives us freedom. That's the idea of my sheep can go in and come out. Right? They're not afraid. They're not huddling over in some corner in that, in that uh, sheepfold, in that gate. Says they can come in and go out. They hear my voice. They recognize me. And when a sheep recognizes that its master is with him, they're not afraid of the wolves. Right? That's kind of the Psalm 23 is, you set a table before me in the presence of my foes. Can you imagine eating, you know, being in wartime and just sitting down for a meal with your enemies right across from you who could spring on you at any moment? But that's a only someone who knows that someone else is watching over them is going to protect them can have that kind of serenity and peace in the midst of their very problems that are confronting them. So the voice of the Holy Spirit fills us with the presence of God in the present moment, which leads us to trust and to surrender to Him. The voice of the devil always enslaves us. When we stop listening to the voice of Christ, we begin to follow the other voices that always draws deeper into ourselves. And that could be like the law, like I, I'm going to cling to the law. I'm going to do everything I can perfectly uh, to control my situation um, or to fall into ideologies. And ideologies are always complete systems of what the church should look like or will look like in the future. Um, if we only you know, cling to every single thing that we're supposed to do in that, in that abstract reality rather than embracing the church as it is right now in its brokenness. So the devil always comes to us in the places of our sufferings uh, to tempt us to take control. So he can speak truths about the situation of our life, uh, but he can't give us the voice of the Holy Spirit. That means he can't give us peace. And I just want to say one quick word about confession. So Christ and the devil have the same roles but they switch before and after uh, before and after we sin. So before we sin, Christ often, well, he comes to us as a judge. We perceive him as the one saying, no, you cannot do that. 
stop. This isn't good for you. Don't eat that brownie, whatever. The devil comes as our friend. He says, you know, you need this. You've, you've been working so hard. You know, God God doesn't care. Or God, you know, he's doing his own thing or he, he'll love you anyway. You can just, you go ahead and you sin. You can break the commandments. You can break the law. And it's really not that big of a deal. You deserve this. But then what happens after we sin, after it's all over? Well, the devil becomes our judge. And he starts to accuse us and tell us how terrible we are and how we'll never be good enough and uh, we'll never get over our faults and how worthless we are. And who does Christ become? He becomes the voice of mercy. He becomes that friend who says, don't give up. I died to save you from this. I can get you out of anything. Just come back to me now. Come back to confession. Let's begin again. So it's really big, after you sin, after you've made a mistake, don't listen to the devil. Don't give him a second victory. So the devil always calls us by our sin. Christ calls us by our name. That's how Christ always refers to us, our name. It's always personal. And just uh, if all those Lord of the Rings uh, fans out there, Schmeagel's a great example of this, because um, you know, he has Smeagol and Gollum. He becomes this Gollum figure in his own mind who was a thief and a murderer who's always accusing him of his past sins, and he becomes his master. But in, in at least in one point of Smeagol's journey, he's able to finally relinquish the voice of Gollum, who's always accusing him of his past sins, when he says, I have a new master. And he listens to his new master, Frodo. So we all need a master. We all need a voice telling us who we are. But it's either usually going to be the voice of the world or the devil, who's always accusatory, or the voice of the master of Christ, um, who always comes to us in peace to guide us. So just I encourage you in your daily prayer, get down on your knees every day. Lord, you tell me who I am. Help me to follow your voice. What do you want from me today? How can I grow closer to you? Help me to think thoughts of peace. Help me to stay with you today. Have mercy on me. Show me your voice. Where am I listening to the evil one? Make that prayer every single day and God will enlighten you to see where the places that it's actually the devil tempting you uh, to take control, to, to follow him rather than the voice of the Holy Spirit. And uh, just some tips on how to do that. First, God whispers. The devil screams. The world screams. It's like New York Times Square. That's how the devil works. He's always very loud because he wants to overcome us. That's why you have to go into silence. You have to go into a place because God, the Holy Spirit, he's a voice that comes. He's very gentle. and he's a, he's, He doesn't impose himself. So when we enter into silence, that's when he'll come to us. Or at least we'll be able to hear him speaking to us. So be sure to turn off this... <laughs> this recording too on YouTube and uh, go to a place of silence at least once a day 10 minutes if that's all you can afford but 10 minutes of silence every day ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you to reveal yourself second fill your mind with the scriptures great thing for right now when uh, churches are still somewhat locked down for next week still is uh, read the daily readings of mass so the more you fill your mind with Holy Scripture the more you'll think the way that God thinks. The more you watch Netflix and, and television and music of the world, well, those words are going to find their place in your mind, and that's what's going to echo. 
And just uh, one quick thing, God never contradicts himself, right? So he never leads us into sin. So he doesn't usually, when we go out and ask him his help, he doesn't take away the crosses in our life, but he gives us the grace to carry it. You know, so I, I met one, one person the other day who said, well, I've been praying and, or no, it wasn't I've been praying, but I just kept feeling that God must want me to get a divorce because this is really hard. And I asked him, have you been praying? And the answer is basically no. Once we really, everyone says they pray, but once you really start asking, like, how much time you actually spent praying and reading the scriptures and sitting in the presence of Christ, then it's like, well, you know, I just kind of talk to him as I'm going about my day. That's not, that's not a very intimate level of prayer where God's going to speak back to you. You have to go into the silence. And God doesn't usually give us just all out permission to escape our crosses. He gives us the strength to carry it, to take us deeper into our life where we're at as it is and carry us through it. So, last thing is, ask a spiritual authority. When you get uh, certain inspirations you're not sure about, always go to someone else and just say, what do you think about this? I've been feeling this in my prayer. Does this sound like the Holy Spirit? Okay, we'll end with a prayer to the Holy Spirit by St. Augustine. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, breathe into me, Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may be, may all be holy. Move in me, Holy Spirit, that my work too may be holy. Attract my heart, Holy Spirit, that I may love only what is holy. Strengthen me, Holy Spirit, that I may defend all that is holy. Protect me, Holy Spirit, that I may always be holy. Amen.